Hello and welcome back to the Rugby Rewind podcast. Once again, bringing back an old favourite, one we haven't done in oh, 30, 40 odd episodes now. Last time around we had Hugh and Otto and the gang on to join us. And uh, now it's yes. just Toby and I going back into another underrated or overrated. No doubt we'll spark yes. a few discussions. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of players out there, mate, that uh, deserve discussion and probably a lot that have changed last since last time we spoke about it as well. So Yeah, I'd be interested even if we just, well, even if I chucked a poll about some of the same players to see if the results are any different. They could very well be. They could very well be. So I imagine the likes of David Harvey, he's one who always splits opinion. He Richie certainly Mawonga. does. Yep. I, I mean, Mawonga... as well. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe we're a bit biased on him, considering he's English. Um, but yeah, no, there's a couple of things. I think we should also add some more, obviously, mostly players last time, but we should also add some other rugby-related yeah, uh, things in there as well. Chuck a few on my list, because I know Huey was good at bringing the old random things out of there, and we're going <laughs> along with all the players and stadiums and stuff, and all of a sudden he chucks in Dan Carter's Vortex ad and pack of wheat oh, bricks. It was so, great, wasn't it? It was great. Yeah, it was a good episode. If you haven't listened to that one, definitely scroll back and find it. It must have been episode 10 or 11. It was early, early doors, but it's a good one. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Anyway, All right. um, I mean, doesn't need too much explanation, really. Like we said, we'll chuck out a player, a stadium, anything sort of vaguely related to rugby, decide if it's underrated, overrated, or perfectly rated. A few of these I've chucked up on the polls to see what the audience thinks, so we can share that as well. But. Yeah. Do you want to kick us yeah. off, Toby? We go one for one. Yeah, let's do it. So I've gone for. We'll start with a player because you know we are predominantly doing players. Um, I've gone for an Australian, and number ten, Noah Lolasio. Um, obviously starts for the Wallabies. Usually starts for the Brumbies when he's fit. Um, kind of divides opinion over here in Australia because, yeah, I mean there's not that many strong ten options for the Wallabies, or well, there hasn't been in the last few years. So. What do you reckon? I'm going, personally, I think he's um, overrated. I think, and it's not his fault necessarily, it's more the fact that there's just simply no other options, well, there hasn't been any other options in the last few years at that position. So he's been getting all this kudos from the media and anything he does that's remotely good, they'll, I guess, view him as number one 10 in the country. So it's not easy for him um, because he's getting all this pressure and gets a lot of pressure to, specifically because he's a young player as well. But personally, I think he's overrated. That's an interesting way you bring up first because we were literally just chatting about it before we recorded the podcast. So, we were. Yeah, yeah, it's one, like you said, he's kind of been viewed as Australia's golden boy because they haven't had someone yeah. come through in the 10 years for a while since, I think, Quay Cooper and Foley are kind of two. And then since then, it's pretty slim pickings like you mentioned. And well, we'll see how well he's got the most potential he's not that young buck he once was he kind of should be beginning to hit his peak around now you'd think but he hasn't really done that yet has he looks good for the Brumby steers the shit well for them but he just hasn't done it in Wallaby Gold yet and yeah for me he's slightly overrated for that too I think Australia has a really bad record and they're quite bad for this they these young players come onto the scene like 20 year olds whatever burst onto the scene and the media just like puts so much pressure on them to be the next, you know, Wallaby star. They've done it so many times with so many players over the years where they just build up these players in the media to be um, the next, you know, whatever, the next star of Wallabies. And they just 
all this pressure gets put on them and they don't perform. There's so many players that it's happened to. It's crazy. Like even with this new guy from the Reds, Tom Liner, obviously his dad's a former Wallaby, but um, they can't be putting all this pressure on them because then when it doesn't happen, it just it's just no good. You know? Yeah. Like just you remember um, them play. <laughs> I remember Kyle Goldwyn from the Force. Like he was touted as the next big thing for in like you know maybe in the midfields for the Wallabies and you know he just never got to that level. Good player, but never got to that. I think you he won one cap, didn't he? Yeah, he got a couple of caps, yeah. Surely but he just like, goes and uh, realigns and plays for Zimbabwe. Yeah, well, that's, that's exactly right, mate. Captain of Zimbabwe. So, yeah, I think uh, the Aussies are a bit a bit known for that, aren't they? So, yeah, are overrated in this in this case. Yeah, I wouldn't say severely overrated, but... No, no, to, no. Mainly because I don't think many places outside of Australia really rate them that highly. And Yeah, exactly. That's starting to think a lot of Aussies don't rate them that highly either. But, yeah, yeah. No, slightly. Still think they should at least give them a run of games in the ten jersey for Australia because they don't have many other young guns unless they try Carter Gordon out. But I think they will, to be honest. Like I said before the podcast, I think Carter Gordon's going to get a spot, to be honest. Um, but we'll see. I mean, Jones is a bit more conservative, I would have thought, than previous. Yeah, coaches. Eddie Jones's picks are going to be interesting. Eh? Yeah, I mean, speaking uh, of Wallaby Golden boys. I actually had one down on my list. I was going to chat about later in the pod, but bring him up now since we're on that topic. Currently, Beal. Yeah, interesting one. I saw that on your uh, Instagram, and I mean, it's a good it's a good one because there's obviously been a number of incidents off and on field which have slowed. I mean, I guess how many caps he's received. Yeah, there is absolutely no doubting when he's on song on the field, he has got X Factor galore and talent galore, but it's just hasn't been able to put that together on a consistent basis because of injuries, because of off-field issues, shall we say. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of off-field with him. I mean, I feel like whenever he's involved with, you know, the likes of a young um, Quay Cooper and, you know, those guys, when they were younger, they got up to some pretty yeah, silly things off the field. Cooper, O'Connor, Beal, that crew. Cipriani when he was Cipriani over. Cipriani was at the Rebels, yeah. <laughs> I reckon he was always involved there. So, 100%. I mean, for, for that, he's, yeah, he's definitely uh, highly rated. But um, for a rugby player, I think, I don't, it's hard for me to say because when he's on song, like you said, he's damn good and he was. And he's, only, he's only 34. Of, for all like the caps and all the hype he's had I can't think of that many great moments of his of course he's had a couple of great moments against New Zealand a couple of match winning moments which will put him down in Wallaby's history but for the most part he's just doesn't seem to quite hit the mark for me yeah oh, I think he's I think he's overrated but not for I mean the if player we... he could have been when he came through as well like an 18 year old I think he made his debut on the wing possibly yeah. or played for Australia A but he was really good at that point in time he just Hasn't quite become that player he could have been. I think if you asked me 2014 into 2014, Curly Bill, I would have said um, he's pretty well rated. But now I think he's overrated. Looking back near the end of his career, he's slightly overrated. Interestingly, chucked that one on the poll as well to the audience. And I mean, it's not really a surprise considering we've got a mainly Kiwi audience who are going to overrate pretty much anyone from outside New Zealand. So they went <laughs> 46% thought overrated for him uh, and 38 thought perfectly rated. Not a great deal, thought he was underrated, but a handful. Yeah, kind of siding with us on that one. Yeah. 
Okay. What else have we got? I'm going to go for... We'll go for a non-rugby one, a non-player the one this time. Um, this one should be unanimous. I'm hoping this one is unanimous with everyone. Sonny Bill Williams' commentary on Stan. Oh, jeez. See, I'm going to go controversial here. Oh, surely not. I kind of like it just because it's so ridiculously bad. He is not a good commentator by any stretch of the imagination, but I just I like having that out there. It's so bad, man. He doesn't even remember the players' names half the time. Um, Yeah, I was going to say, if he could at least have that bit of professionalism to remember the players' names, I wouldn't mind it. The problem that I've got, Stan, is that they can literally choose any former player they want and they'll you know get him on board, do some commentary. You know, look at Drew Mitchell; he's a fantastic commentator. Um, but just you know, I know Sonny Bill Williams is probably the biggest name they could they could get, which is fine. He is a big name, but he's not a good commentator. And that's yeah, there's the a lot more to commentary than just having a big name, isn't there? Yeah, so it's not great. Um, I'm gonna have to. I've just got no other other option other other than to go overrated. Uh, the thing is, I, I think, don't know if he enjoys it himself either. Like he seems to be yeah. putting on a brave face and getting out there and doing it, but. Jeez, I don't think he thinks in himself that he's swear, a great commentator. I swear they put him in the deep end as well. Like some of the segments they do, um, like it'll be what's his name, Horan, or that other guy who hosts the show on Stan, and then they'll go to him and like ask him to do analysis on the game. Yeah, and I swear can't. sometimes they don't seem to warn him. Eh? They just like no, be like, "Oh, Sonny Bill, give us some expert comments from the side." He feels like, like it's like he's been yeah, he's put on the spot. You know, it just doesn't feel right. Oh, anyway, yeah, no, it's certainly an entertaining watch, but. Yeah, yeah, considering how good of a service Stan seems to be, he doesn't seem to keep up with that, does he? No, I actually quite like Stan. I know a lot of people hate it in Australia because it's not on standard um, satellite TV, but that's the way that, that sports are going now. It's all streaming. So, I mean, it's probably a better service than Sky over here, I'll tell you that much. Oh, it's a great service on demand. You know, they've got some good segments, good, decent, well, except for Sunny Bill, usually decent commentary <laughs> in my eyes. If you can stand the Aussies. Right, we'll stick on one that's well, slightly vaguely rugby related as well. And one I'm interested to hear your thoughts on being such a renowned goal kicker yourself. Uh, yes. Uh, complete silence for goal kickers. Of course, they do that in Europe. Uh, Over here, a it's a lot one. different. We get the boos, the cowbells, whatever you want. They're going crazy over this part of the world. But Northern Hemisphere, it's complete silence when they're taking a shot at goal. So thoughts on that? I think that is a really, really good one because... I was going to bring that one up myself, actually, but it's a bizarre one. <laughs> it actually makes me laugh a lot because, like you said, over in Europe, Ireland, England, whatever, they just have complete silence and they ask everyone to be silent on the big screens for the kicker. But over here in New Zealand, we just do the absolute opposite. Eh? Yeah, like, we just give it all we got over like, here. Yeah. Eh? Like, it's seen as a disrespect thing over there, but over here, they just, like, it probably still is, but people just don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> just do it anyway. Cowbells, yeah, yelling. I think... Silence for the goal kicker is completely overrated. See, I'm on the opposite. I love it. I reckon as a kicker, it would be so much more off-putting if you're in a crowd of, well, 30-odd thousand over there, about 5,000 over this part of the world in Super Rugby. But I reckon it would just be so off-putting if there's not a single noise. You'd hear a penny drop. No, but it just shows you how what the de- the demographic of rugby in England, demographic of rugby in England is generally like a higher... A wealthier population, whereas it's usually football or soccer who are like the like I guess the middle class of people. Where it's the opposite in New Zealand. So over there, if you go to a football game, everyone is like 
rowdy as on the beers. Like, yeah, you know, true that actually. Chanting, whereas in, at, a, at a rugby game, they're more respectful. And I, I kind of like that we have polar opposites in each part of the yeah, world. I love it. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, I'm... rugby and soccer are, are sports for everyone, but there does seem to be a demographic sort of minority over there, doesn't there? Yeah, 100%. Interesting, we split opinion on that. You've gone underrated, I've gone overrated. The poll, very much split opinion too. Yeah. 35% went underrated, 44 went overrated, 20 or 20 odd went perfectly rated. And a few uh, goal kickers in there that voted as well. James Wilson, of course, played a lot over uh, in Europe yes. and New Zealand. I believe well, he so. went underrated, so he's clearly a fan of it. Yeah, okay. Whereas old Dan Bowden, friend of the pod, also played a lot in New Zealand and Europe. He thought it was a bit overrated. So interesting, interesting. Had a okay. couple. Had Johnny McNichol just vote as well. Of course, again another player has played in New Zealand and Europe. Yeah, he's gone underrated. So okay, it's very much an opinion. See, James, I would because his like he's played a lot of rugby in the UK. Yeah, lot. played a lot for Northampton. So I almost reckon that his opinion is well, obviously Dan's played a lot as well, but. Interesting that he says that because he's probably played, uh, James has probably played in England, isn't he? Yeah. So interesting, interesting indeed. I would, maybe I would change my opinion then. I mean, for, as a goal kicker, not that I am one, um, it probably would be quite beneficial, I'd imagine. To be fair, I don't know if I'd like seeing it in New Zealand, but I like the fact nah, that we nah. get riled up. At it's, well, it's, just, it's just not going to happen, though, like. Imagine telling 20,000 people in Hamilton that they can't boo the goal kicker. They're just yeah. going to be like, well, it's <laughs> not happening. <laughs> not a chance. Um, all right. What else we got? So to a look. Um, we'll go to, back to a player now. Um, I'm going to go for Falau Fakatava. Uh, obviously, Highlanders halfback. Great season last season, the season before. Um, got into the All Blacks. See, I know is this is he... one of a few of our mates, Jesse and Otto and Hugh, that guff, that sort of crew, they would have some opinions on this, I reckon. Oh, they 100% would have opinions on this one. I think, ah, uh, tired on this one. Um, if there was a slightly overrated, I would choose that one. I think he's slightly overrated. And it's not, I don't think it's an easy one, this one. It's one of those ones where it's a sort of a sliding scale. He might have not have been considered overrated last year or year before, but now he is, a little, just a little bit. Um. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I hate to say it because I think I might kind of be with you. Ask me two years ago, three years ago, I got him one of the most underrated players. He was so full of potential. But now, mm. like, he's still got that X factor, still got that really good running game. But his decision making can leave a bit to be desired at times, can't it? Oh, 100%, mate. 100%. Right, um, yeah, there's a couple of games he's come in and started for the Highlanders. It used to be like, I oh, get fucking out of the starting cool. If anything, he'll be add a different game to Smith, but now it's kind of like we're missing Smith if he's not starting. Yeah, um, I think I think you're right. I think I don't think we'll see Fakatava in the All Blacks this year, will we? Oh, interesting. Well, Aaron Smith's definitely in there. Weber's definitely in there. Third choice will guess it's between him and Christie. Royguard, I reckon. Oh, yeah, Roygaard as well. as potential for a bolter. Do you reckon they would put a bolter in? Not I for the would, World Cup, maybe. maybe I for would the think Roygaard next year. Smith will be gone. Weber will be gone. Uh, they might do Roygaard at the first series, international. In, oh, in yeah, it could July. be worth a go. In They're July. probably going to have to try at least Christie and Fokotava out for some game time to see which one of those two at the very least. Because there's not like, there's quite low, well, I suppose, Blitterslow Cup's on the line, but it's pretty low risk. 
to try out one of those guys in July rather than try them out at the, at the World Cup, you know? So, 100%. And ultimately, they'd be going as a third-choice half-pick anyway, so... Yeah, it's not too much risk. I personally still would like to take Vakatava. I think he just offers something a bit different. And he's from the Islanders, so and we don't have many All Blacks down here, so we'll take a week. Yeah, it, that's absolutely right, mate. Speaking of Bledisloe Cup, actually, um, I've just bought my tickets for the Bledisloe in Melbourne MCG, oh, mate. That'll be a cracker of a game, actually. So they reckon they're going to get 100,000. I don't think they will, but. No, I don't think they... the Wallabies have got that sort of pool. I don't even know if the All Blacks have that sort of pool anymore. Nah, not in Melbourne. There's no way. It's not even a rugby union city. Really. It's a sports city in general, but rugby union is not that strong there. But yeah, that'd be good, eh? I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, you know, know that Wallabies got, have got a chance. I've picked myself up a brand new All Blacks latest edition jersey. Oh, thank God you said All Blacks there. I thought you were about to say brand new Wallabies. Oh, come on, mate. I, yeah, bad. I would have been severely bad. disappointed. Nah, not, not quite that bad yet, mate. I haven't got my residency yet. And even if when I do, I still won't be wearing that gold jersey, all right? We're doubting our advance Australia fair. <laughs> all right, what else have we got from you, mate? Uh, oh, I might go to a player as well. Stick to the theme of New Zealand, Geordie Barrett. Okay, okay. Um, interesting, I saw that one in your poll. I, I think the results were reasonably balanced. Yeah, I, I think, think he's he... a interesting one. At fullback, Geordie Barrett. Yeah, this is what I was going to say. Yeah, you're probably saying he's underrated, but now he's moved into the midfield. He's probably one who splits opinions a wee bit. Well, that's actually a very good point, Like because he's played, he does play so many positions. Um, he can play so many positions. I think the All Blacks might look at him at, in the midfield. Um, yeah, I think he's probably going to the World Cup more as a midfielder than a fullback now. So, don't necessarily know if he starts over Harvey Lee, but but tell you what, because he's so versatile, I'm going to say he's perfectly rated. I think I might have to go on to that one too. I kind of I tend to want to choose an underrated or overrated, but he's just a good player, isn't he? Like, yeah, I, don't, I can't say he's overrated because um, he has he has got that incredible versatility and he has played exceptionally well at fullback and decently well at midfield as well. Um, but he's definitely not underrated because it's Geordie Barrett. If I was put on the spot and forced to pick underrated or overrated, I would probably slide slightly to overrated. Yeah, I, there's no way I could put him underrated. Cause I it's definitely can say you know? underrated. Nah, you just wouldn't be able to. He's not un, He's not underrated at yeah, all. Just because he's just got... Well, people know exactly what Geordie Barrett's about nowadays. He's one of the Hurricanes' best, so there's no way he can really be underrated. No, absolutely not. He's um he's definitely either mid or slightly over. Yeah, the polls they tended to reasonably agree with us. Fifty percent have gone perfectly rated, and then twenty six have gone overrated. Twenty one have gone underrated. Right, let's go to something else now. I'm going to spice it up a little bit here. Um, right, I keen to hear it. Ireland's World Cup chances. Oh, that is now a... keep in mind that they've never advanced beyond the quarters. Let uh, me just quickly bring up the groups where you're talking about that yes because that's going to be the big decider for me see the thing is everyone's saying that they're the best team in the world at the moment are they yes probably but and france but the thing is they still haven't got the record to back it up at the world cup they've always i mean even last time they went into the world cup reasonably strong so the thing is on paper you've got to say that um it's probably going to be overrated but I don't think anyone's going to say underrated because everyone's talking them up, aren't they? So Yeah, you can't really say underrated. And 
you look at the draw they've got, it's not easy. Even in the pool stage, they got South Africa, they got Scotland. Tonga yeah. is not going to be an easy game. They should get the win there easily enough, but Tonga are a physical opponent. Then Romania as well, who they should sweep the floor with. But the other three games are going to be a tough test. Well, they're going to beat who they got in the quarters. That someone was saying was it you that was saying they're going to beat either the Kiwis or well, they're in Pool B. So I think Pool B plays Pool A. If I'm thinking, yes. yeah, they'll play one yes. out for Pool A, which will be either the Kiwis or France. Yeah, that's not easy. So, <laughs> that's not easy. I hate to say it, Island, but there is a strong chance they might not even get past the quarters again. Oh, mate, I it will be a disaster. They might, but one of France so, or Ireland is probably going. If they can knock out, so if they get to the quarters, right, they top the pool, which they, I reckon they would. Uh, if they top the pool... And I'd say, say France that, probably finished second. Oh, I don't yeah. know, actually. Are we going to beat France? I don't know. It's a good point. I mean, if France goes first, they don't play them if they top their pool. But if they play the Kiwis, if they can beat the Kiwis, they have a very strong shot of winning the cup. But um, that's obviously not an easy thing to do. So I think, yeah, if they get past that quarters, they're a strong shot. But oh, yeah, the draw yeah, is harsh. Yeah. We're, going to say, we're going to have to say overrated, aren't we? Basically, we're going to have to say overrated. three of South Africa, Ireland, Scotland, France, New Zealand aren't getting past the quarters. I know, that's cra- it's crazy. And all five of those teams could realistically... I'm pretty sure Australia has like the easiest... Don't they have the easiest pool? Australia's got... Oh, I mean, they got Fiji, Georgia, Wales, like they always seem to have in every single World Cup. That's easy, Portugal though. Portugal as well. But yeah, it's the second half of the draw is so much easier. I mean, it's England, Japan, Argentina, Aussie and Wales are your big teams there. Aussie, I, I honestly and I think every Aussie... one of those teams loses to South Africa, Ireland, New Zealand, and France. Oh, 100%. I reckon Australia could make the final. Eh? <laughs> well, Australia or England might make the final. and I don't know how it's... They need nah, to draw they... way closer to the World Cup starting. Nah, they can't draw we're gonna... four years out. We're gonna... No, nah, it's exactly right. We're going to do a full um, analysis of the World Cup before oh, it starts. 100%. Off. We might even have to do like previews Weekly. on all the polls at this stage because yeah, yeah. Oh, I could... I reckon we could always do a full pod on like likes of Chile or oh, hundred percent. We'll do what we'll do is we'll do a tier one, tier two, tier three, I guess pod. Yeah, we'll sort it out when we get close to the time. But anyway, anyway we'll I would like to slide slightly overrated just because yeah. of how tough the side of the pool is on. Hundred percent. Like yeah, if they make the basket quarterfinals, good chance. It's nothing to do with how the quality of team because they are probably the best team in the world, but they got some tough games early on. Hundred percent. Uh, I'm going to keep somewhat on that theme of World Cup because it's matches who we only really see at the World Cup. A Tier 1 versus a Tier 2 or Tier 3 team, effectively. Kind of a dead rubber type match. You know, your oh, New Zealand, Namibias, your Ireland, Romanias, those sort of matches. Thoughts on them? Uh, underrated, man. I fucking love those games, man. Yeah, like, they're they so are good. some of my favourites. I mean, yes, they are complete and utter demolitions most of the time. But how good is it though? Like even that Georgia versus New Zealand where um Gorgodza got the man of the match, that was a great yeah. moment. Japan um, versus New Zealand, like, I think it was twenty eleven yeah. maybe where tell you what, Japan even, got that one try. Even a non World Cup, you know, states versus New Zealand and Chicago and Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like it makes me laugh because the American commentators genuinely believe that the Americans have a decent shot at winning the game, but they never have. Um I mean so they, they struggle to be the likes of Brazil and yeah, so it's quite funny. But I do enjoy them. I really do enjoy them. So I'm going to go underrated. 
Yeah, I'm 100% mirroring what you said, underrated. But before we move on, I'd be keen to know, do you prefer those sort of matches or the Tier 2 versus Tier 2 at a World Cup? So yeah, yeah. Namibia, Canada's, yeah. No, I, I prefer, 100% prefer Tier 2 versus Tier 2. They're so exciting. Oh, like, yeah. You just watching, don't get to see those teams play that much, no, do you? My favourite run was George's like run 2015 uh, or 20. No, or 2019 actually. Yeah, it was a good like just some of those games they're playing. That just there's so much passion involved, in it, and I, I love them. Like great, great games to watch, and there can be upsets as well, huge upsets. Look at Uruguay. Yeah, I know. Like Fiji, I suppose they're technically tier two, not like the worst team in the world, but they've had some of my favorite World Cup matches: Fiji, Namibia, 2011, and Uruguay, yeah. Japan, 2019. Yeah. Are two of my favorite World Cup matches ever. Oh, mate, Uruguay, like that perfect game by Felipe Bachesi. That was just. <sighs> Arata really bursting onto the scene and now becoming yeah. one of the best vex in Europe. Yeah, it's re- no, that was it was a really really good. Um, Hopefully, we see I, a few more yeah. of those quality oh, matches will. this year. We definitely will. Yeah, underrated, mate. Um, I'm going to go to another player. Um, now, this is an interesting one, probably more of a niche one to be honest, but something that I don't think a lot of us talk about a lot but obviously Damien McKenzie is really smashing it right now with the Chiefs playing incredibly well but what about his brother Marty oh, McKenzie eh? now oh, he's always been in the, unfortunately in the shadow of his younger brother uh, but Marty McKenzie I actually thought he wasn't too bad you know um, he was definitely a steady operator like he, he wouldn't I... really put too many feet wrong not I didn't, so much didn't like his brother. Him. He wasn't the X Factor type player. He had a wee bit, but yeah, he's just a steady player. So he's actually so he's got two caps for the Blues. He's a battler. Thirty-one for the Chiefs and nine for the Crusaders. It's it's like it's quite an impressive run of Super Rugby um, games there. Taranaki obviously and Southland more recently, um, but he's I mean he's from Southland. Um, they're both Damian McKenzie and, and um, Marnie McKenzie from Invercargill, but. The um, yeah, the the older brother of the two. I think personally, I think he's underrated. <laughs> I think he was pretty good, man. Like in for, terms for of ability, I would. Oh, I don't know actually. Yeah, but he was. But was he ever rated though? This is this is the yeah. Thing, that's like. the thing. In terms of ability, he wasn't great. He was never really the quality of a starting ten. But in terms of my like likeness, well, I don't know how to word it, but I loved him as a player. I mean, he's a stack, so we're probably a bit biased, aren't we? Yeah, and outside of Targo Southland, my team, the NPC, has always been Taranaki. If I had to choose a North Island team. So, and of well, course, he's um, played plenty of games for them. So He's actually um, still playing. He's on the books for the stag still. So yeah, I think he plays him. his club footy in Woodlands. Oh, yeah? Alongside uh, Jason Rutledge. Rutledge? Yeah, he'll be going for years, mate. He's got many years left in him, I'd say. Rutledge. Um... Well, the thing is, like, oh, have they just didn't they just sign Dan Hollands here as well? Was it? Yeah, yeah. What a signing that is, Dan Hollands. Great signing. That is a name I have not heard in years. Do you remember when he got that one cap for the Hollands? Yeah, I'm gonna put up. A, I'm gonna have to do a write up on Dan Holland, Dan Hollands here, eh? Yeah, definitely have to do one, mate. It's just um, one of those mid two to twenty tens NPC players you just forget it existed. I'll go uh, slightly underrated for Marty, but I understand if you would like to get overrated. <laughs> I would probably, I'd probably have to lean towards perfectly or slightly overrated, but I, again, he's not really rated highly by many, is he? 
Nej, not at all. Not at all. Uh, um, I have to pause there just for a sec while I grab my charger, unfortunately. Wi-Fi or anything? Still going? All right. Um, what should we move on to now? Atlas, to be honest, but unfortunately I haven't listed too many of them. Um, I am keen to hear your thoughts on Pete Samu, though. Yeah, it's a good one. I saw that one on there as well. Um, uh, it's a, it's not an easy one, really. I mean, again, similar to, um, I guess, Fakatava with the ups and downs, perhaps. But I would probably go... I'm going to have to lean towards overrated. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because... pretty big and severely on the opposite end of the scale, actually. Nah, nah, nah. But the thing is, in Australia, he is highly rated. Okay, I suppose you see and, more of the Aussie media than I do. And for the Brumbies, they... I mean, they talk anyone up from the Brumbies, to be fair. But um, they do focus on him a lot. And I think, for me, he's slightly overrated. I know he's... He definitely doesn't probably get as much attention at all in New Zealand, so that's perhaps why you'd think he'd yeah, be Yeah, even when he was at the Crusaders, he was kind of a run-of-the-mill sort of Crusaders yeah. player, as many tend to be because they're such a stacked side that it's hard to stand out there. But I can understand why you'd think he was underrated. Yeah, no, I think for the Brumbies, you're right. He gets plenty of plaudits for them, starts week in, week out, but I think he should probably be getting more chance at international level. Yeah, that's probably Quite true. Quite often actually. comes on the bench, but I think he should at least be in the twenty-three most weeks. Oh, he'll definitely be in the squad for the cup, I'd say. Um, that's a good point, though. I think he's yeah, he probably does need more gold appearances. Um, I'm going to go for another one. Back to the commentary this time. Back to Stan commentary. This time, I'm going to talk about the Namani Nandolo's commentary on Stan. Not bad. Very good, actually. I'm going to go underrated. 100% underrated. Yeah, I haven't um, heard heaps and heaps of it, but as a person like off the field, not just as a player, Namani and Donolo, severely underrated. He's one of the... Well, he's a gentle giant, really. Yeah. Always softly spoken. Spoke no, he's, a re- he's really like good on well, actually. That is a winger or an outside back who uh, who deserves to be... Not, nah, I shouldn't be so bad about STW. He deserves to be there. He just isn't the best at it. Um, the Dolo is, however, quite good at it. So I'm going to go underrated. It's interesting that he's still on the books as a Waratahs player as well, and he's been doing more yeah. gigs as a commentator than he has a player. It was actually as if it dodgy. Like he was comment, he was literally commentating. Well, not commentating. He's like one. What do they call him? The interviewer panelist for the um, for a Waratahs game, and he was still on the books. But it was like <laughs> they were talking to the opposite captain. I think it was the Reds, and you know he's still a player for the Waratahs. It was a yeah, bit it's weird. interesting. Hey? Um, but he's not going to be a player as of next year. He's retired. So. Yeah, he's definitely got himself an off-field job already. He certainly has. He will be moving into some sort of commentary or sideline comments for Stan. Uh, I am Ruffin? keen to hear your thoughts on something. I don't know if you have too many opinions on this because you probably don't see it much in Aussie, but Super Rugby or Picky, which is the women's mm. Super Rugby. I suppose yep. you got the uh, Super, Super W competition w. over there. Yep. Thoughts on, well, I suppose, both of those competitions, really? Super W, I've watched a bit of. I uh, haven't watched much of the your picky, but obviously it's very similar. Um, I think they're good competitions. Um, the Super W is actually particularly good because it's a smaller competition, obviously, versus the men's competition is a lot bigger. But 
Um, Super W is actually exact same product on Stan as well. So it's a, it's not any different in terms of commentary and well, commentary is a wee bit different, but the like the actual product on Stan is the exact same. So it's really good. Um, yeah, same with New Zealand. The product's like pretty good in terms of all the quality. I still got. It seems like a lot of the everything. There's only six teams um, in Super W, but the 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 it's funny like the, the biggest cities in Australia actually for the women's competition are the strongest. Like the Waratahs are the best at the moment. Um, they got the uh, Fijiana Drua in that too as well. Who are they're pretty good, really pretty good. good. Yeah, the, actually, tell you what, the Western Force are really looking to build on their women's rugby as well. So I was watching um, uh, an episode of one of the Stan sort of shows that Sean Maloney hosts, and he was doing interviews with some of the. Um, Western Force women's team and tell you what they've put some money into that some serious money into it so I reckon the Force could be a bit of a an interesting one in the next couple of years for Super W but I haven't seen a lot of the New Zealand comp but what they should be doing is combining I know the travel costs would be yeah. pretty prohibitive but the um, combining it would be pretty nice wouldn't it yeah I saw the Chiefs and Tars play in a pre-season match but it's it's got to be within the next couple of years they combine that will well, change in, my thoughts on it I think in the NZ comp um it's uh, the the Crusaders and Hollanders are combined, aren't they? Yeah. So there's only four teams in the New Zealand one. There's yeah, Chiefs, so Blues, yeah. Hurricanes, and then uh, Matatu is the South Island team. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is largely Canterbury. But... I think it's underrated now, um, and uh, that's just based on my what I've seen of it. But I think it's underrated. This is the poll that split opinion the most on the stories I put up. Had 38% going underrated, 28% going perfectly and 34% going overrated. I could see why it would be perfectly rated because it's just is what it is, you know. It's, it's, you for know, me, geez. right now for the New Zealand comp, I'd probably have to lean towards ever so slightly overrated just because of the fact there's only four teams in it. It's yeah, a see, really that, short competition. That's I a fair point. As soon yeah. as they combine with Australia and it becomes a longer comp, it's going to be underrated because... The quality of the games is really good. Actually, yeah. Not so, many teams in it. I mean, moment. I was probably after basing my knowledge on the Australian one. But yeah, the Australian right. four, one I'd probably say underrated because there's a couple more the teams. Four, in it. No, the four teams is not enough, is it? So, you know, 100% you're right. I think it needs to be both of those countries combining. It'll be good to see when it does because it's, it's inevitable that it'll happen. 100%. I mean, 100%. maybe if that can happen, I'd, no, that's not even stopped it. But have you seen one of the Kiwis got called up to the Wallaroos squad? Yeah. Yeah, Karis yeah. Dellinger, who probably yeah. should have been in the Black Ferns, but you well, got her now. You snooze, you lose, mate. Um, all right, so that's a good one. I'm going to go to something interesting now, something that might certainly will divide opinion, this one. Razor's breakdancing. Oh, yeah, this is... I think it depends on the age. Anyone our age is probably going to say it's pretty spot-on rated or underrated. Anyone over the age of about 40 or anyone who likes to comment uh, on Facebook. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, Obviously, there's a bit of animosity for Razor at the moment, maybe, because they have... I don't know. It's kind of where they announced him as a coach before the current coach is even like finishing. But And he's got a World Cup ahead of him. I don't actually... I'd agree with that at all, but... As far as Razor's breakdancing goes, the actual dancing itself is actually pretty overrated, to be honest. Yeah, it's not the flashiest, <laughs> but I, I mean, to be fair, the concept, the concept I'm not too worried is about underrated. seeing it now. 
the first the couple of years it's like yeah this is really cool said someone like a coach get out and do this now it's kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah. okay well, we've, we've seen it now razor like the concept is incredibly underrated but the actual act is pretty overrated i reckon anyway oh, i'm gonna side with razor i'm gonna say it's slightly underrated yeah, fair play to you. Despite the fact it's, it's probably okay, dragged okay. on a bit and done its course put out. But... Okay, so if he, you know, once he becomes the All Blacks coach, does he do the breakdowns if they win, I don't know, the Blues or something? Tell you what, imagine World Cup final 2023 All Blacks somehow scrape their way into their take out Aussie or England or whatever in the final, raise against Hums of the field and break dances. Yeah, that'd be a big mistake, mean... but it'd be very funny. Oh, yeah, that would be a wee bit cringe, wouldn't it? Oh, at the same time, bunch. I'm all for it. Go for go. Like England wins and the bloody king gives everyone a bloody gun and they stab on the head with a Sarah fucking sword. Sarah Owen Farrell. Yeah, whereas here we just do breakdancing. See, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, don't get me started on Sir Owen Farrell. So that would be that would be awful, wouldn't it? I mean, surely that, it can't happen. <laughs> that can't happen, mate. That just simply can't happen. Um. What else have you got for us? Tell you what, got a big one. Big one for probably game day, but possibly more the Sunday after game day. The old blue power ad. Oh, God. It's got, in my eyes, it's the best flavor. I think it's incredible. Um, it's got to be underrated, and particularly after a, after any sports, really. Yeah, not necessarily just your traditional sports as well. Your boat races, your, your nights out. Yep. Does a hell of a job after one of those. 100%. 100%. I would have to say I'm going slightly overrated for the blue Powerade. Ooh, okay. Like, okay. I don't mind a Powerade, but I feel like there's equally as good things out there. Oh, you'd be into the um, Prime by Logan Paul now, wouldn't you? I'll tell you what, I've tried it, but I don't know if that's going to... I mean, it'd probably pick you up after a game or a night out because it's as sweet as they come. I've heard it's very sweet. I haven't actually tried it myself yet, but no, I mean you had to fight off the twelve-year-old kids at Woolies over there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't oh, know if it's yeah, worth it at this you? point in time. Yeah, yeah. Somehow I walked yeah. in when we were over in Aussie, and there's just a trolley sitting there in the middle of the aisle. They didn't even bother unpacking it because they probably know as soon as they do, it's gone. So I went back in the next day, and it was all gone. So it's not actually that good of a price, though, is it? Was like oh no, it's like five bucks or something. Yeah, and so it's a small bottle. Like it's not like they're off, those guys are making cash, aren't they? Yeah, kings of marketing. Though no, well, it's not hard though when you got that demographic looking yeah, 100%. after you. It's just weird. Um, that, like a sports drink has become basically the new new supreme almost for twelve year old kids. Yeah, but it's funny. Like over here in the media, they all these parents got up in arms because they were sold this lie that apparently Prime was really bad for kids because it had heaps of caffeine in it. There is an energy drink one, which is a shitload of caffeine, but they don't sell them. They got all confused because they thought that just all the Prime had that, but so these kids were buying and they're like, oh, it's not good for the kids and all this stuff, but it's actually just a hydration drink with coconut water in it. Power (laughs) with coconut water. It's like... I mean, it might not be the best thing to drink on a regular, but it's fine. Would you call Prime overrated, mate? Surely. Yeah, Prime's got to be overrated. More overrated yeah. than Powerade. Powerade probably most, most slightly on the perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually a Gatorade fan myself, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't mind a Gatorade. I do like a Lucasade as well. Oh, that's British, mate. <laughs> I'll tell a you, Lucas-Aid. I don't mind a Lucasade. <laughs> or when I'm sick, I go for a Lucasade when I'm sick. You're the only guy who would like a Lucasade, mate. That's outrageous. Oh, it's very British, mate. It's the British side of me coming out. 
Yeah, well, that's the most British thing you can have is Lucozade. Lucozade and a lovely pie. If I'd gone out and said I want an iron brew, then oh, that'd be controversial. That's a Scottish one, isn't it? It's iron yeah, brew. It's they love it over there. <laughs> oh, it's horrendous. Have you ever had it? I don't know. I don't mind iron brew. I oh, think it's all right. It's not great. I don't, I don't, it's not the worst Sarah, thing I've had, but yeah. No, nah, my, my favorite international drink is hands down Dr. Pepper. I love oh, it. Oh, see, that's... Nah, cannot get but behind it, you on that one. But it has to be the American version, not the English one. The American one's a lot better. I mean... I don't know. I've tried one Dr. Pepper. I don't know which country it's from, but it was not great. Oh, I love it, mate. I love it. <laughs> can't be really good a root beer but... guy as well, then? No, I can't stand root beer. Good. No, no, no. All right. Um, let's go to... I've got another one here. Um, non-player, again. Dan Carter's infamous banana kick. So oh, that was that video the, the him, conversion one. The conversion of just, just like essentially bending a rugby ball somehow. Obviously, heavy wins. I think Christchurch. I might. I swear it's at Carisbrook. Could be oh, was it? Yeah, it might have been. Carisbrook, I feel like it might have been yeah. at the game. Surely not. Well, maybe I've just seen the clip. It was in that sort of era when I was a kid coming actually, up the probably, back it, going to Carisbrook. It could, very, it could very well have been actually. I mean, surely with the amount of times the clip gets resurfaced, we should know. We should really know, yeah. That's exactly right. I'm going to say, even though it's shared so many times, it's probably got so many views over thousands of different videos, but I still think it's underrated. Oh, it's it's got to be underrated. I think it definitely is underrated. And the reason why, even though, yeah, like you said, it's been viewed heaps now and everyone knows about it, it like the actual... How does he even do that? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, there was severe it. wind, but still, like... It's just oh, it's incredible. just looks... The fact it's reversed as well, not your standard left foot curl Esther. Yeah. Outside no, of the booted. It's got to be It's got to be underrated. It's got to yeah. be underrated. Unreal kick. It's the sort of kicks I love to go out on a... I mean, day where it's basically gustily winds just everywhere swirling you go out you just kick the ball it goes everywhere it's so entertaining to do yeah i love it we're never going out it. with my sister and Clutha one day and like oh, this borderline a storm it was that windy <laughs> but it literally gave me 15 extra meters of range on my kick so <laughs> i was just lining up from 60 out i couldn't get any of them but i could get the leagues of a hit at sweet i was like this is unreal Geez, Reese Hodge would be proud, mate. I'll tell you what, no, 45 50 is, is the limit on a standard day, but you go out in yeah, a I'll storm, say, mate, it makes you look hot you, shit. I've seen you nail a 50. Mate, right. you've got more range than Bernard Foley. Oh, you just about would, mate. <laughs> but it's all about the accuracy, and you can't deny Foley did have that. Yeah, he did. He did, did hit the, the clutch kicks. I don't even know where we're up to. Is it my turn? Yeah, I think it is. All right, one I know you're going to have thoughts on, mate. The Rugby Challenge games. Ah, oh, classic. Oh, look, um, I didn't play a lot of 08 because I just didn't I didn't have that sort of... I don't think I had a PS2, but the Challenge games I did play a lot more of. And the first one, obviously, was just like something new. It was actually... Whilst it was incredibly... Obviously, the commentary was really repetitive and the gameplay was repetitive, but it was something new in rugby. And it, graphically, it was the best graphical game out for rugby that you could get. So... For the first original one, hands down underrated in my eyes. I thought it was a fantastic game. Actually, a lot of people, a lot of my friends were playing it at the time, but the problem with the rugby challenge games is they just keep repeating them over and over again, and they're all the same. Yeah, I think they're up to about four now, and there's like no difference. I haven't played it since two. 
they just Maybe milked three? whoever developed that game. I think it was it was a Kiwi company. I think that developed it, wasn't it? Oh, I'm not sure actually. It might Maybe have even British. been Aussie. I can't remember. But they they just like they milked it. They built this game and then just literally made some minor skin changes every year and made quite a bit of coin. I would imagine. You know, if EA can do it though, to be fair. The problem with EA, though, is that I think EA just needs to see a much bigger return. They must have seen, oh, wait, oh, you know, oh, wait, it's a good game. Yeah, they're probably not going to make a rugby game ever again. The sales just simply didn't stack up for them, I wouldn't have thought. Um, It'd be nice you know, if they could somehow come out every four years and make a World Cup. Game. Well, that's the thing. Like, they could easily do a, a game every... They don't have to do one every year. Like, FIFA, soccer, football, whatever. Um, they obviously get huge sales because it's... Yeah, that's big enough sport. to recycle the same game year after year because... FIFA's but they do like so they do, massive. yeah. Like, but they could easily do it every four years. That would be fine, I'd imagine. I mean, It'd just be nice to get a bigger company onto it, even just reskin our way. So you said you didn't play a lot of it, and to be fair, they don't have licenses. Largely but, nostalgia talking, but it was just fun. The thing about um, soccer and rugby is that to have all the teams and all the players, they just need to have a license agreement with FIFA because they essentially well. FIFA um, clubs essentially, I think that's how it works. They have a license with FIFA and then they can have rights to all the, the teams and players. Whereas with the rugby, I'd imagine they need to have rights and you know deals with all the teams and all the yeah, leagues. Yeah, it would be hard to get. Which and is the good thing about the later rugby challenges because you could yeah. edit teams and you could like upload them onto the cloud or whatever. So you could download all the players and the teams which people have gone and made. Well, that was um, really cool. Rugby Challenge had some licensing, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely had a few. Had, I think, pretty much all the Super Rugby teams and the NPC teams. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I had most of them. Yeah, it was pretty good actually. I enjoyed it. I think it's underrated. I would, I'd side with you and say the first one, underrated, was not a realistic game by any stretch of the imagination. You're throwing fifty meter offloads with props. You drop kicking the ball from anywhere and everywhere. It was far from realistic, um... but it was entertaining. So first one, underrated, but. Looking back as a whole, it's not a great game. So I can see why the poll has gone over fifty percent, saying overrated. Did you ever watch the YouTuber Cornflakes? He like used to do videos I on um. Seeing the old video, but I remember you talking about him and saying he's not a bad we watch. He's not bad. He used to do rugby challenges. I think he still does them. Rugby challenge videos, um, and he like he would commentate the games. It was actually really oh, good. It's probably better commentary than you actually got on the game. I think he deserves to be a Sky Sport commentator, personally. I think he's from a Vicargo as well, actually. So shout out to him. Oh, there you go. Tell you what, if he's still making rugby challenge videos in this day and age, I'm not sure it's sustainable. I'm going to check it out right now on YouTube. Just give me yeah, one go for second. It. I want to see if he's still doing videos because I actually used to love him back in the day. Um, rugby challenge. Tell you what, he could very well be, you know. I'll have all geese as well, see what we can come up with. Oh, last one was two months ago. Oh, he must be. He's still doing Rugby Challenge. He's still doing Rugby Challenge oh, yeah, 4, he yeah. he sure is. I'll still get a, yeah, a couple hundred views as well. That's not bad. It's not bad, you know. 11k subscribers. Yeah, shout out Cornflakes. Tell you what, if you're, if you're listening, or anyone's listening, check out Cornflake on YouTube and uh, hit him up. And uh, it's not not a bad watch, actually. I quite enjoy it. A lot of effort, a lot of effort into the videos, you know, but not a lot of views, which I respect. All right, you got to respect that. Right, should we do what, one or two more each? Let's do a couple more, yeah. Yeah, and then we can always save some others for a part three in future if it goes down. All right. So I reckon, um, 
I'm going to do round state round using you know cricket stadiums or round stadiums for rugby games. Oh, horrendous! So, Absolutely MCG, horrendous. Wellington, even I mean, Eden's all right. Wellington definitely. Uh, MCG, Sydney Cricket Ground that was a disaster. Why would they use a Sydney Cricket Ground for rugby? Um, the old Perth Stadium, like any round stadium for rugby, it's just silly. Not for it? any sport other than AFL or cricket, really. Yeah, well, it's that's what they're designed for. Um, but like half your, pretty much at least what more than half of your crowd, um, are substantially far away from the from the ground. Look, look, look at Forsyth, right? Forsyth Bar is pretty much well, it's. Special, you know, specifically designed for rugby and soccer, but it's yeah. No matter where so you are, you got a good view. So close to the field, and it's the same with most rectangular stadiums. But God, I just don't like sitting in those big round stadiums. You can't see the field very well. Yeah, I haven't been to too many. I've been to Westpac a couple times. Maybe I might Westpac's even be the not, only one I've been to. But Westpac's probably not the worst. It's not well, Sky Stadium, whatever it's called now. It's probably not the worst. But it's it's not the best, is it? Yeah, they, well, it's SCG, MCG. You can't deny yeah. the atmosphere if they pack it out well, would be yeah, unreal. Like so I'm but... going to the MCG for the letters, though. And if it's 100,000 people, like they say it's going to be, I don't care what sort of shape the stadium is, bloody triangular for all I care. But, you don't go yeah. to that sort of game to get a good view. You go nah, for but the like, atmosphere. Just, you think about like those Wellington Phoenix games and Hurricanes games where there's about nine, 8,000 people there. The stand looks empty. It's around. It just doesn't. The atmosphere just seems a bit a bit lacking, you know? So I'm going to have to go overrated. Fair. I think I'd be with you on that one. I think most people would be with you on that one, to be honest. Yep. Um, tell you what, I we haven't done a player in a while. I suppose I could go back to a player. I might do one last player. Um, I'll do one last player as well. And then we might do see if we got one other random one. I'm going to go to one cause that I know will spark a lot of comments for a lot of people with thoughts on this guy, Marcus Smith. Ooh, it's a good one. Um, I mean, again, once again, very similar to Australia, the British media do love to hype out their young, hype up the young players. No doubt about it. It's actually the same. Actually, the British are probably worse for it, and particularly in football, like they're real bad for it there. Oh, 100%. But rugby, but rugby as well. Um, I think fair play to Marcus. I mean, he's. Pretty damn good for the Quins in my eyes. Oh, he's um, unreal for the Quins. I don't see heaps of like English uh, Premiership or European rugby, but what I do, he's really good for them. But for England, I don't know. I think he's, I think he's perfectly rated. But it's very hard for me to definitively say because I don't read a lot of that British stuff over there. So yeah, I think, like you said, he gets a lot of hype. Which has led to not surprisingly the poll are chucked up being sixty five percent saying overrated, which yeah, is I think enough. the highest one. But I don't know. He is a really good player. Doesn't necessarily do it consistently. I'd probably have to say slightly overrated. But that's not to say he's a bad player, but the hype he has. You know he was born in the Philippines. He's actually he'd be eligible for the Philippines. Oh, there you go, team. Dutch England, ditch the media ditch backlash it, you get from everything. Go play some rugby for the go Philippines. Captain the uh, go captain the Phillies. Yeah, no, I think he well he probably is overrated considering what the media he gets, but I I think he backs it up for a lot of it. Yeah, when he's at his best, he definitely does. I just don't know if we see that enough to say. I don't. Well, yeah, it's hard for me to comment. So I yeah, probably have to go for, with your. 
us guys that see a handful of games. Of, so your view is your listeners and like the people on the page are just like largely Kiwi. So they like, just... so any Englishman or Aussie they're going to be saying yeah yeah the probably... other couple I've chucked <laughs> up the all I mean Northern Hemisphere oh, yeah. players. Well, let's be honest, Finn right, Russell, if you don't... He's slightly, yeah. well, perfectly rated, but edging towards overrated. George North was voted overrated. Tuolagi overrated. Pretty much but the only you... one that didn't was um, Pete Samu, and he played yeah. in New Zealand, so. I mean, if you think about it, like the Kiwis, if they're not heading on an Aussie, they're going to be heading on an Englishman, so it kind of makes sense. And to be um, fair, most of the world loves to do that, so I can't blame <laughs> them. <laughs> Um, that's good. All right, I will go for another controversial one, one closer to home now. I don't think it's probably not that controversial, actually. Um, Will Jordan. Ah, Will Jordan for me. Oh, he is really hyped, isn't he? <laughs> he is. I still think underrated. Maybe it's just because Will Jordan's one of my favorite players. But now I don't want to use the last couple months. As I actually, I lie, I'm probably going to go perfectly rated, actually, rather than underrated. Well, he's been out with some issues, injuries, whatever, um, the last few months. I don't think that's relevant. I think when he's at his best, when he's playing, um, he's pretty good. A lot of people talk about his defense. I think um, I think he's... Yeah, he is so highly rated, though, isn't he? He's going to yeah, have to be Yeah, it would be, be hard bit... to say underrated. That's why I switched I think, I think he's, for me, he's slightly overrated. So, ever so slightly. Um. I would say perfectly rated, but I think he's ever so slightly overrated. That's just purely because of the media hype him up so much. I mean, it's hard to argue when a player's that hyped and that good to say that they're underrated. It's easy to say that they're ever so slightly overrated because you yeah. just expect them to be ripping the defense apart every time they get with the sort of recognition they get. Well, like Dan Carter obviously got all that hype when he was playing, and but he, in my eyes, he deserved every single ounce of it. Yeah, um, Dan Carter's not someone you could say was overrated. <laughs> nah, but for Jordan, he, he very well may get to that height as well, but he's still quite young. So I think um, for me, it's going to be slightly overrated. Yeah, I'll, I'll go towards perfectly rated for him. But All right. yeah, again, it's hard to rate someone who's just that good, isn't it? I suppose Marcus yeah, Smith's the same plan. Uh, last is. one I'll do. Tell you what, we'll go to, we talked about stadiums already a bit, but just the general vibe of watching a game live as opposed to on TV. Underrated. 100% underrated mm, So you're for a me. big fan of being at the stadium. The thing is, like, it's very easy to sit behind a TV screen and say, oh, look at that. It's bloody freezing. It's raining there. I'd love, I wouldn't want to be there. Or like, you know, oh, these crowds are crap. Everyone talks about how the crowds are crap nowadays. and But no one wants to actually go to the games. But if you go to them, I reckon they want more enjoyable. Seriously, get a few beers. Yes, they're overpriced. Get a few pies. Yes, they're overpriced. I'll tell you what, though, Forsyth Bar, a Forsyth Bar Stadium, Stadium Pie, mate. Not bad. Not bad. Stadium... I still remember during lockdown when everyone was doing delivery services, Forsyth Bar opened up for delivery services. I'm like, who was ordering a Forsyth Bar pie? Is that right? Yeah. I was like, who's what, doing Forsyth that? Bar were doing Uber Eats for Stadium Pies and Stadium Fish and Chips? Yeah, I don't know how long it lasted for, but I remember seeing an ad for it during. Oh, I'm disappointed. Times. I would have, if I was there, mate. I would have ordered a stadium pie and a stadium <laughs> fish and chips. I'll tell you what, the poor kid who's gone, having gone into the stadium and nuke a pie and send it out to your house. <laughs> yeah, hungover on a Saturday morning. What's for? What's for lunch, mate? Oh, stadium pie. <laughs> stadium pie and a stadium oh. fish and chips. No, nah, it's. I mean, I'm. I'm. 
surprised at that, but it's not a bad business model, actually. If you think about it, kitchen's there, food's there. Yeah, um, might as well. I, yeah, I'm going to go underrated for live rugby. It's bloody good at that. Like, yeah, I think it's a but... thing that a lot of people say it's not very good because they say, oh, the view's better on TV from the comfort of your couch. And yeah, I 100% yeah, what, though, agree like... with that. It is, but nothing beats going to the odd game once in a while and just seeing it up close in action, eh? Just recognizing how physical, how tough it actually is. Well, the thing is, like they don't, they don't help themselves the rugby teams here in Australia, particularly and New Zealand, because they talk about you know all the crowds are crap. Look at AFL, like AFL sell out the MCG in big stadiums all the time, every week. Um, but the ticket prices are so high for rugby. Like the, I just bought the Bledisloe Cup tickets, two hundred bucks, man, two hundred bucks. It's not cheap, is it? Like you're better AFL off AFL is shipping like, them out for ten bucks. You get an AFL game on a Friday, it's forty nine dollars. Yeah. There's Not no that I would because I don't like AFL, but I'm just saying like it's... I'll tell you what, next time I'm back over in Aussie, you're lucky there was no games on when I was over there this time. The only game was the night we got in. Otherwise, oh, I was dragging you along. Mate, I don't... I don't. What do you see in AFL, seriously? I mean, yeah, it's not as entertaining. I don't understand why it's the biggest sport in Australia, but it's not a bad watch. It's pretty... Uh, it is quite impressive from an athletic perspective, no doubt about it's it. It's probably more fun to play than watch because the feels just so big and there's just so many periods of lulls yeah but. yeah true no i think um yeah life sport God, i don't think you can beat it. i might even go to the um i'm looking at going to the afl not the afl oh the there A-League. you go i knew you were no 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 the a-league grand final mate oh that wouldn't be bad actually <laughs> i don't mind a bit of a-league eh? Yeah, yeah, we went to watch the um, Titans versus Broncos when we were over there in our round. That was actually oh, yeah. really good. Maybe because yeah, it was a local derby, but yeah, was, Gold Coast yeah. derby. Yeah, that's good. Um, well, the Dolphins are a new team. There's here, based where I live here in the sunny coast. So, well, they're sort of half based here, half based in West Brisbane, but not like, a bad side either. North Brisbane, North Brisbane. Old, um, oh, yeah, no, pretty Is good. Valence Tafade, I think he played a couple yes. against the Waikato. He debuted for them. The other week? Yes, yes. Shout no, the, out to the Dolphins, that, that's my local teammate, Dolphins. No, 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 you're as much of a leaguey as you are an AFL fan, so. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, but, yeah, I've got one last question for you as well, mate. I will say um, before that one, um, the poll was in agreeing with us with the watching oh, yes. live. 62% rated underrated. I thought most people would have been overrated on that, but apparently not. Right, what's your yeah, last one? Okay. Um, my last one is beer sponsorship on rugby jerseys. Ooh, <laughs> it's controversial, mate. See, I I have a thought, but I I want to hear yours first because I feel like yours might be different to mine. Oh, I don't see anything wrong with it, personally. I think it's, I mean, it's definitely overrated in the media. People hate it because, um, I think it's for the most part gone now on jerseys but um yeah yeah i think the highlanders had spates like even one or two years ago and it got wiped off them didn't it yeah yeah they had spates for ages um but i think it's it's all right it's a local company it's got a lot of money put money into the teams you know support your local beer i don't think there's anything wrong with it yeah when you put it like that it's probably fine actually i was gonna say i think i was thinking more along the lines of gambling sponsorships but you don't see well, any of them in rugby. Yeah, well, that's, that's pretty those common are, in soccer. Yeah, those should be wiped. Those are quite dangerous, really. 
yeah, that's that's real bad. Hundred percent, that's bad. But um, I don't see any problem with beer personally. Yeah, I was thinking more lines of like, I mean, the demographic is a lot of kids buy jerseys and things like that. Do you want them like waltzing around with a beer sponsorship? But oh yeah, that's true. Actually, I don't know if it's no, it's not as bad as a gambling sponsorship. I'd probably no. have to say slightly overrated just for that aspect of. Well, yeah, I think it's gone now. the kids anyway. involved. But yeah, it's a good point. I, I did love to see like the Spate sponsorship on Ireland and stuff. Maybe they could release some unsponsored jerseys for the kids or something. You've always got the kids in mind, mate, as a teacher, haven't you? Absolutely. Yeah, fair and enough. The amount of kids I see working at a country school rocking in their Highlanders or Stags jerseys. Although the Stags had a Spate sponsorship not long ago, I don't think. So. Yeah. Yeah, who yeah, knows? No, that's... It's a fair point. Personally, I'll... I like seeing it, but probably not the smartest move for marketing and all that jazz. Not nowadays, mate. What are you going to finish us up with? You got one more to finish us oh, off? I can do if you want me to. I don't know if I have anything too exciting for you, but I can pull yeah, one last one out. Do you want to do one very controversial one, mate? Oh, I'm trying to think of the most controversial one I have on here. Um, I'll tell you what. We will go with Super Rugby derbies in general. Super Rugby as a product is probably overrated, but thoughts on the derby matches? Um, underrated. I like them. I enjoy them. I enjoy them. I'd be keen to know your thoughts on New Zealand versus Aussie derbies. Are you still saying Aussie derbies are over- underrated? Aussie derbies, mate. Nothing better than the Force and the Brumbies. I Fortune actually think Aussie Dons are more underrated than the Kiwi ones. Like, nah, they probably are. Yeah, yeah Reds, Waratahs. Some of those fixtures are actually really good, and no one seems to give. Well, even yesterday's Rebels Waratahs was pretty good. Yeah, games like that, I'm not tuning into. But <laughs> the big Aussie <laughs> Derbies are actually a good watch. Yeah, they are. They're pretty good. No, I definitely get behind that. Kiwi Derbies probably have to be underrated too. But then they're pretty highly rated, though. Yeah, some of them you could lean towards overrated, but. The big ones tend to produce, like your Blues Crusaders. Yeah. yeah. Well, Blues Crusaders, Chiefs, Free Any match involving those three tends to produce. It's only really the Highlanders that are letting the team down at the moment. Oh, they're pretty average, mate. Simple as that. Pretty average. But anyway, um, we'll leave it there because we've been going for just over an hour now, but there is, I mean, countless things we could chat about on here. Countless people is. we could stir up with their opinions even more, so... I'd love to know your thoughts on some of these. If you've got any other things you'd like us to chat about in f- uh, future underrated or overrated, or even if you'd like to come on the pod yourself and share some of your thoughts, get in touch and we'll organise something. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Catch you.